So Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but Ooh. look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Welcome back to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures <laughs> podcast. Wow. We're going to start dropping that in every episode. Yeah. That is quality right there. <laughs> Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, gorgeous, <laughs> intelligent, <laughs> extremely hardworking... Disney lounge loving wife and co-host Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Friday, December 9th, 2022. It will drop on Sunday, December 11th, 2022. But today I have the day off. I do not have Sunday (laughs) off. Plus, we also recorded with our guest that you're going to hear in a little bit, even earlier in the week. I think that was on the December 6th. 7th, 8th, ninth. Yes, 6th. It was Tuesday. So uh, we're jumping all over the map yeah, for this one, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Sorry, people, for getting into all of our jibber-jabber. <laughs> I don't apologize. I think you tune in for the jibber-jabber. Why else would you be listening to this show? That's all we do is jibber-jabber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so sorry, not sorry for the jibber-jabber. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Anyway, we appreciate that you joined us for the Jibber Jabber today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. We also love connecting with you on social media. You can find us there on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us, 
guys, for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you. Uh, just with anything that you have to say, we enjoy communicating with you through either Gmail or all the other social media things that Tom just went through. For sure. For sure. They're just We love connecting with you in so many different ways. The Gmail account is a great way. Social media is a great way. We I put out today a little video of our holiday tree and asked some of our followers on Twitter and various other social media platforms. Hey, here's our tree. Let's see yours. Michelle did a fantastic job decorating our tree. (laughs) And so we wanted to share that with you and also see all the fun that you and festive stuff that you have going on. Right. Yeah. I hope you all are having a happy and safe holiday season. So far. Yeah. It's been good so far. A couple more weeks left. Um, It's, it's been great. Enjoying it very much. Uh, Also, if you want to help this show in a monetary way, Well, there's one great way you can do that right now, especially for this time of year. If you're looking for some gifts, well, why not visit our Spreadshirt shop? Yeah, (laughs) you can find some great holiday things. We actually have a holiday logo, but uh, if you're looking for something more year round, we have our more traditional uh, uh, logos from uh, Hyperion Adventures podcast, the hashtag Real Men Love Frozen, as well as our um, Hyperion Adventurers podcast. Did I get that right? Yeah. Well, also the uh, I'm heading to Hyperion Adventure Land. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. Of, yes. Yeah. That uh, they're all fun, and we're coming up. I have an idea for a new one that uh, hopefully I'll be putting together yeah, here in the idea. next yeah. several weeks. Um, so maybe for in time for the new year, probably not in time for the holiday gift giving season, but we'll get something together soon. But anyway, there's some great stuff there. Peruse all sorts of different items. Yes, shirts, of course, but all sorts of different things that have various different logos that are a lot of fun. And you know, yeah, they have Hyperion Adventure podcast on all of them but that doesn't mean that that stands out front and center i mean that hashtag real men love frozen right? <laughs> is a lot of fun just to kind of got every time i wear that shirt lots of comments whenever right. we're walking through the parks with them people seem to enjoy it very much exactly yeah so uh if you want to find us there go to spreadshirt.com um just do a search for hyperion adventures podcast or get or go to any of our uh, social media profile pages we have a link tree account there if you go in within that amongst all our links to our various different spaces is the spreadshirt shop and it'll take you right to it as well right very good very good. Now, before we get into this week's show, we always like to take a look back at the week that was because, you know, we kind of have these dips, these rises, these twists, these turns. It's like a roller coaster every single <laughs> life, week. Life is. <laughs> yes. But we like to focus on the highs, the going up and the fun plummet into the great <laughs> abyss uh, that is out there. The ones that make you I cheer. Drink the what ones you're that drinking. <laughs> I have to pay off. Maybe I started early. <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, but we like to focus on those positive points because we are the show of positivity. So we like to focus on our favorite thing from the week. And when we do this, well, we almost always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, awesome, all things great in the world. You're about to hear she has the best lists. She does the best research. You know she has the best tips. And she almost always has the best, my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Uh, I I have to say my favorite thing of this week, you know, and a lot of times this is the theme of my favorite things, but just connecting with people. And so having the opportunity you know, to um, connect with Justin Monorail again and, you know, having some nice uh, time to talk with him, not just during our recording, but uh, pre and post show, having some time uh, with friends is always fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, That was probably my favorite thing from this week, uh, connecting with him. 
Uh, it's always a good time. We always have a wonderful conversation, as you're about to hear here momentarily. Um, also, I would say that, you know, and I mentioned it already earlier, you putting up the holiday tree, uh, it just, it, it's stunning. It's great. Ah, you always do yes, such a fantastic job ah. decorating it. I, I, I can take, I, I put the thing up, but I can take no credit for any of the decoration. <laughs> that is all Michelle. As you can tell, it's full of, full of Michelle-ness <laughs> as usual. Um, it's a great tree. It looks beautiful. And so good job, sweetheart. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I, the putting it up is a lot of the hard part. So I appreciate you doing that uh, legwork. It made my job much easier. Yeah, well, it, you did a stunning job. It, it is thank a you. great, great yeah, looking tree for sure. So let's go ahead and move on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including if sailing with Captains Minnie and Mickey is in your winter 2024 plans. We have some good news for you. We'll tell you all about that. And one of our favorite Disney Plus series from a galaxy far, far away receives the first of what is certain to be many accolades. We'll tell you about that as well. But enough about all that. We've got our guest waiting. Let's get to it. Here is our main topic of the week. Michelle, this is very, very exciting. You know, we got to go on his new show. Gosh, it was, what, a month and a half, two months ago? Yeah. It wasn't that long yeah. ago, but it was really exciting. Right. He's been on our show before in the past right. under, you know, a different kind of name for his podcast, but we're really excited to have Justin Monorail from yeah. now the Pass Holder Lounge podcast Ooh. back on the show, right? Yeah, Scott? yeah, and very excited. And uh, actually, um, in Pass Holder Lounge uh, attire, I have a tiki 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 room ready to go. Uh, yes, a house made. <laughs> a house tiki, made. Tiki tiki yes. tiki 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 room. <laughs> gotta say enough tikis in there. That's right. So, I just got a glass of wine. That's it. <laughs> Simplified things. Uh, Justin Monorail Yay! from the Passholder Lounge podcast. Welcome back to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be back. Tom, Michelle, thank you for having me. Michelle, yeah. I appreciate you being <laughs> ready with a cocktail. Right. And I've, I've got my own little drink over here too, but it's just a little seltzer. And I, I didn't, I actually ran out of some of my mixers. I was going to be more prepared tonight, but uh, but I appreciate that. I'm feeling I'm feeling right at home with yeah. you all already. All so, right, wow. I'm so should. happy yeah, to be here. Definitely. You should because uh, you're one of our uh, best friends here yeah. uh, in the Disney Creator community, and we couldn't be more happy to have you back on the show. It's been way way too long mm -hmm. since we've. I mean, like I said, we've joined you, but we haven't had you on our show in quite a while, and it's so good to have you back. Well, thank you. It's. You know, I, I told you as we were talking before the show, it's it's always an honor when you ask me to be here. And I, I want to jump at that chance because I love any time I get a chance to record with you all. I know we have a good time and yeah. it's great to talk to the Hyperion adventurers <laughs> out there once again. So hello, everyone. You remember, Justin, we've had him on. He used to be part of the Monday Morning Monorail right. podcast, but we've had him on in the past. Now, as I've already mentioned a couple of times, it's the Passholder Lounge podcast. Uh, Justin, tell some of the Hyperion Adventures a little bit about your show. I know it's going through a kind of a holiday hiatus right now, but I think you got a good thing going, and I know it's yeah. going to come back uh, with a vengeance coming up here in the new year. Yeah, that's right. A little pause uh, as we went through November. We're going to 
try to get things cranked up with a couple shows in December uh, before we get into 2023. But but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with this new show. And and really, the idea is to open up the conversation to not just Disney, but but any theme park or actually any place that someone might hold a pass to that they're they enjoy going and, and they have a passion for it and they just want to chat about. And really what it does, the podcast, it gives us a chance to get together and just have a good time talking with friends and have a couple of cold drinks while we do it. And, and you know what we can, we can, we'll just say under, under the guise <laughs> of this is a theme park podcast, but really it's, it's just a, it's sort of a happy hour with my friends. And, uh, and like you said, uh, Michelle, Tom, you've both been on the show uh, had a great time recording with you all, and I'm looking forward. We'll, we'll definitely be doing it again. I hope yeah, um, in for the sure. new yeah, for sure. in the new year. Um, but but yeah, I'm going to be changing it up a little bit. Uh, and actually, I I feel like the new format of the show is sort of going to be even more conducive to what I'm trying to do with the Passholder Lounge mm-hmm. because it really is meant to be a conversation. It's meant to be a mm-hmm. place where. All of us like-minded individuals can come together, share passion, and just have a good time chatting with each other. So in 2023, we're going live to YouTube. Um, The standard night is going to be Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. And I've actually already created the YouTube channel. It's out there. If you all, you're the first to hear this Hyperion Adventurers. This is breaking news. Yeah. Go out there and subscribe and you can we'll be the first bell. ones. <laughs> yeah, ring the bell so you get the notifications. But yeah, we'll go live and, and I'll just open it up to a bunch of my creator friends who want to join me on the live show and, and we'll do the same. We'll have drinks, we'll chat, and we'll just have a good time for, you know, 30, 45 minutes. Who knows on, on, a, on a Tuesday night. And always stay succinctly on point with following the topic <laughs> to the letter. Never branch off in any other direction, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to say, I love your new show. I really do. I enjoy it. Um, you know, well, first of all, I'm big into uh, edutainment, and I think there's that. Uh, your ability to interview people in a very um, comfortable level is just amazing. I, I really enjoy it. And I, and I feel like you really know how to bring out the best in the conversations with everybody. Um, and so I'm, I'm hooked. Wow. Thank you, Michelle. That yeah. is high praise. <laughs> it's funny true. because it's I feel so like, true. <laughs> I feel like I am not a good interviewer. Oh so I really do appreciate that. And I think you make, and you made, you did this with us. I think mm-hmm. you've done it with all your guests so far is you make them feel very comfortable, right. just like as if they're sitting down with you in the lounge right. and that's... relaxing, having a cold one and enjoying a good conversation. I, I, I think that's your goal. And I, I would say to this point, you've succeeded in that. And I'm sure that mm-hmm. this advancement, this is a YouTube channel, uh, this more of a live format is only going to enhance that. Right. Yeah. It's just very organic. I, I, I just love it. Yeah. Well, that's, that really is the goal is, is mm-hmm. to make it genuine. Mm-hmm. I, I think in the past, um, something I've heard from previous podcasts I've done is that people have been drawn to the shows that I've been a part of because they feel like we're real people right. and they can connect with us and they feel like they're just sitting around a table with us, yep. you know, while they can't respond, they feel like they're part of the conversation. So that's really the goal. So 
to hear that it's effective, it, it's it's very nice. I yeah, appreciate that. Definitely. Well, well, you're, do, you're doing yeah, a great doing job great. with it. Yeah. Um, we love the new show. We love the new format. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can't wait to see how it progresses here and in, uh, into the new year for sure. So, yeah. All right. Sure. So, so since his show is the Pass Holder Lounge, mm-hmm. and you know... We happen to love a Disney lounge yes. ourselves. We figured we had to bring Justin on to talk about our five favorite Disney lounges. Now, this is a topic we've covered before, but it's been a while. It's been since right. May of 2020. Ooh. So over two years since we've you know, gone over this list, there have been some additions, some new lounges, some changes to some lounges. And, you know, ask us five minutes after we ever do any five favorite Ooh. list. <laughs> it's going to change. So we figured this would be a great time to kind of go over this again. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fun topic. I think having Justin here is just bringing some different level of expertise. Yeah, plus I'm sure Justin <laughs> knows some lounges that we have not even visited right, yet. I right. mean, we've hit a lot of them up, but I'm Justin is a lounge aficionado. Yeah. So I'm sure we're going to find <laughs> uh, some that we're going to want to even uh, visit even more in right. the future for sure. So I'm a lounger. He's a lounger. <laughs> the lounge lizard. <laughs> so let's get to it. Let's go ahead and go through our five favorite Disney lounges for 2022. And of course, we'll start with our guest here mm-hmm. because, you know, hey, we're brought him on. He's the expert. Right. So, Justin, tell the listeners, what is your number five favorite Disney lounge? Okay. So, I mentioned this right before we started the show. I actually I sat down with a notepad right before we connected tonight, mm-hmm. and I wrote down a list. And without numbering it and without limiting myself to five, I just wrote down my favorite lounges. And then I went back and I just tried to be very honest with myself in the moment and say, <laughs> if if I had a choice, what would be like the number one that I'd want to go to right now? And then I just kind of went the list down the right. list right there, and I surprised myself a little bit. Because I thought, so sure, we be... knew what your number one was going to yeah. be, but now I'm wondering. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> starting with number five, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull this one out of my hat. It's the Abracadabar, Ooh. actually. Over on the boardwalk. Right. Have you all ever been to Abracadabra? I am no. not. I am not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I've researched it. Just we've never stopped by there. So tell us. It's it's very fun. Here's a couple of things that I like about it. First of all, it's a it's kind of a cozy spot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not huge. Some of the places I'm going to talk about are going to be a little bigger, a little more expansive. Right. But one of the things that I do like about a lounge is a nice, cozy location. Mm-hmm. I like the dark woods. I like it right. to be a little dim in there at night. Yeah. I like a good lounge environment. And right. this place definitely does that. The other thing that I feel like is a strength is they've got a small plates menu and they pull some of their food from the Trattoria Al Forno, Ooh. which is right next door. Sure. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can get there that would maybe, I don't know if they're appetizers or things you can get at Trattoria Al Forno, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's nice to have that option. And I feel like any good lounge has good small plates right. as well. That's yes. important. Yes. Um, food one of the important. things that, oh yeah. One of the things they have, you gotta, you gotta also mix in the, the, the carbs, and the salt and all that while you're having cocktails. It's very, right. Im- right. Yeah. Yeah. it's very important. That's right. Um, don't forget to drink water. Yeah. Um, you got to do that too. <laughs> Please enjoy responsibly. Yes. That's right. But they had uh, the last couple of times that I've been, and I don't know how often they change up their menu, but the last couple of times I've been, they've had these truffle fries on the menu. Mm-hmm. They've had a couple flatbreads. They, right. you know, some nacho options, like some good stuff 
good right. solid lounge uh, appetizers. And then the drinks are fun. Like I, I love a place that's got good signature cocktails. Sure. And this is a place that has it for sure. Like they've got uh, one of the things I enjoy there is something called a black Manhattan. So um, so it's a little twist on a on a standard Manhattan. And it's <laughs> become my go to uh, when I go to Abracadabar. Nice. So nice. a lot of reasons to visit. I, I do highly recommend it. Well, we have a stay coming up in the, the boardwalk right. coming up here uh, next February. February. So we may have to make a, a beeline right. for there to check it out for ourselves. So Yeah. It. Yeah. It, it can be because it is small and the seating's first right. come, first serve. Sometimes it can be a little hard to, to find a seat. They have some seats on the patio outside, but you got to get that full experience. Yeah, get of the ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, because you might look around and notice there are things in the environment that sort of change and oh, like and maybe that. play with your mind a little nice. bit too. So that's that's cool. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That sounds good. That sounds yeah. like one we need to hit up for right, sure. Right, definitely. So I, I knew we brought Justin on yeah. for a good reason. <laughs> he was going to point out some lounges that we had not visited yet, but yeah. are going to definitely put on our list yeah, for make sure. A little note. Yeah. Yes. For sure. So very good. I love it. Uh, Michelle, what is your number five favorite? Disney Lounge. All right. Well, I actually did a 5A and 5B. Oh, because I thought for sure it wasn't going to do that yes. this time, but I this this category I couldn't resist. So um, my 5A is uh, has to do with well, both of my fives have to do with Disney Cruise, okay. and my 5A is any lounge that soul duo is performing at <laughs> our <laughs> friend soul duo yes yeah. sonia and paul who by the way may be coming on the show very soon i know i know Ooh. very excited about that very excited about that but but in 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 all honesty um they're great performers uh but even more so they're the warmest nicest people um they don't take for granted the fabulous gig that they have with disney and the perks of of even though they're on a cruise ship all the time you know if you listen back to when we interviewed them, the setup that they get and everything and what Disney does for, um, for their talent is really nice. So, um, you know, but they bring that, that fun and, and, and joy of living to wherever they perform. So that and would talent. Yeah, they're, they're, and, they're a talented yeah, duo. Yeah, sure. definitely. Uh, um, and so sticking with Disney Cruise, um, my 5B would be the Cadillac Lounge on Disney Wonder. And Justin, kind of like what you're saying, it's, it's got kind of that cozy, dark wood kind of feel. It's very old school. I mean, being called the Cadillac Lounge, um, you know, and I think being in one of Disney's early cruise ships they try to you know have some nostalgia in their in their ships and that's what this kind of uh embodies that um so i kind of really like that theme um but they also have like the best gin and tonic drinks and they oh. actually come tableside and prepare for you so um and I, I mean, I'm not saying gin and tonic is always my go-to drink, but I do like a good gin and tonic and they <laughs> really do an impressive job. Yeah. That's my number four. So oh, wow. you stole my number four <laughs> right away. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, and I said, you look at it right here on my notes. I saw the old school vibe right there <laughs> yeah. in it. Um, I love the Cadillac lounge. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the kind of theme of it. It's it, just like it says, it's the Cadillac lounge. So there's a lot of like pieces of automobiles, classic automobiles mm -hmm. throughout and everything, but it doesn't, it, it feels very quaint and it, they usually have like a piano player going right. most nights. Sometimes soul duo will be right. playing there when they happen to be on the wonder. Um, but it's just a comfortable place in the adult 
portion of the ship. Right. We told you on Disney Cruise Line that it's split up between mm-hmm. three different uh, portions of the ship. You know, it's for uh, kids, it's for families, it's for adults. It's the adult portion of the ship. And it's just a wonderful place to sit back in the uh, evening, either maybe before the show or after dinner and right. just sit back and listen to piano, have a wonderful craft cocktail and... Just enjoy that you're on vacation. Right, yeah. And you don't have to drive anywhere when you're done drinking. So, yeah. <laughs> Even though you're, you're already in the Cadillac. Yeah, in yeah. the Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't need a designated driver. So you have one, all right. the captain. So so I, I, got, I brought one to the table that you all had not been to for my number five, and you just struck back for your number five, yeah. five <laughs> slash four with me. I've, I've never been to the Cadillac Lounge, and now I've got some serious FOMO going yes. on over here. Have you yeah. been on a Disney cruise yet, Justin? I've forgotten. Have you? I have, but it's been years, and I was not 21 at the time that I went on my first Disney cruise. So so I did not get to experience uh, or fully experience right. one of the lounges. Yeah. Yeah, the one there, unfortunately, isn't around here a lot anymore. I mean, they're mostly based out of... Uh, sometimes they sail out of New Orleans. Um, they yeah, sail out of San Diego now a lot, and they're up in Alaska. But if you get a chance... Uh, to get on board the Wonder. Um, I mean, there's on Disney Cruise, there's so many great lounges, right. but the Cadillac Lounge is definitely one of our favorites. Yeah. Sounds great. I'm in. Yeah. Very good. So that's Michelle's number five yeah, pick. So my number, number four. Uh, my number five, and this is just, I, if you had asked me last week about this time, I would have not said this would be on my list mm. at all. But after our most recent visit to Walt <laughs> Disney World, uh, just a few days ago, um, this suddenly jumped onto my list and it's only because of one item <laughs> on it. It's the territory lounge at the hey, wilderness lodge. Yeah. And the reason it's on my list is strictly because of their brand new charcuterie board, which is <laughs> one of the best it is. Uh, on Disney property to this point. I mean, whoa. there are some yeah, really good it, charcuterie boards. This fabulous. one jumped up way up my list. I mean, it is so phenomenally good. It's all, um, Pacific Northwest cheese, you know, as the Wilderness Lodge is basically ba- based on the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. Washington, Oregon, all around that kind of area. Um, they use a lot of cheeses that are come out of the Pacific Northwest, um, and they're all very good. And But what really is great about this is it's one of the few charcuterie boards that I've found that is really, really meat forward, like the cured meats on it are really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get right. a lot of prosciutto, you get a, um, a lot of um, salami, mm-hmm. um, capicola. Uh, there's like four meats in there. I'm sorry if I'm blanking on the other one right now, but every single one of them was phenomenal, delicious, and it paired so well with all the cheese there, the honey. Um, they had some uh, nice pickled vegetables there. Highly, highly recommend if you've... I mean, it's... It's a rather indistinct lounge. You can almost pass by it easily when you go to the Wilderness Lodge, but they have a great wine list there. They have some really good, especially bourbon-forward cocktails, whiskey-forward cocktails. Um, But just for the charcuterie board alone, uh, it is worth making a stop into that lounge if if you haven't been there before or if you haven't been there in a while. Yeah, um, that's that, amazing. Yeah, it is. And it's actually my number two. So oh, yeah. <laughs> fair play. Fair I play. know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, we, we recently were talking about charcuterie boards on Dawes Does Disney. And Landon's going to be excited to hear about this territory lounge charcuterie mm-hmm. board because he he is definitely an enthusiast. And 
I we were making the joke that you could do a tour around Disney of charcuterie right. boards yes. and like you, you could you can't walk in a Disney park anymore without tripping on a charcuterie board. So right. yeah. to say that this is possibly the best one, that is a huge statement. Yeah. I, I, I'm very interested. I don't I'm think, have to get over. It. Yeah. And I think I said this on our show is I don't think I've ever had anywhere Disney or otherwise a better charcuterie board wow yeah again that's high praise right there because yes uh there are some great ones Mm -hmm. i mean you know somewhere look uh, almost every charcuterie board i've ever gotten at a disney uh lounge has Mm -hmm. been pretty good but some are better at certain things than others Mm -hmm. you know and some can be a little skimpy on some of the things you know Mm -hmm. like that's a little smaller i would have liked a little bit more of everything this one it knocked it out of the park Mm -hmm. for me yeah that's amazing yeah yeah so i feel like you could almost yeah, you could almost do a lounge rating just based on charcuterie. Yeah, yeah really. It's really true. Yeah, really yeah. Sure. There's a topic so for your one of your shows, Justin. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> so those are all our number fives. Let's get back to our guest, the lounge expert, uh, Justin. What is your number four favorite Disney lounge? Okay, so this one came in on my list a little lower than I expected, mm-hmm. um, but it's one that I do love. Uh, it's in a wonderful environment, and it is a lounge that got rethemed just a couple of years ago. Uh, you used to know it as Meisner's Lounge, but now we call it the Enchanted Rose Lounge in the Grand Floridian Hotel. Right. It's, yeah. That's a that's a great spot, yeah. too. I, I had it on my list for a while, but I knocked it off for a couple other ones, um, but definitely it's on my honorable mentions. Right. Uh, that is a phenomenal lounge. Yeah, there's. I think the theming is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a nice touch because I think people were worried when they heard that Meisner's was going to be reimagined mm-hmm. to the Enchanted Rose that the theming was going to be in your face right. and it was going to be like over the top and a little maybe a little kitschy or something. But it's really not that right. at all. Like it, I think it's subtle. I think they they did a great job using the theme to inspire the colors and you know i think of the chandelier over the bar Mm -hmm. like being inspired by bill's uh ball gown and you know if you explore the the rooms you'll find little Mm -hmm. you know uh, you might find the rose you might you know find little things that you would have seen in the movies so um i i love the theming again great signature cocktails Mm -hmm. um the london the london fog is so good one of my favorites um, that I get from there. And then they've got a very good old fashioned um, as well. Um, I nice. think the old fashioned is, is one of the more expensive ones you can get on property, but <laughs> it is so tasty. And I mean, you're at Disney, right? You, you, you know, cocktails are expensive. Right. Just, you're going to pay on no matter where you are. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Right. And, uh, oh, and, also, good truffle fries. I was going to ask you what your favorite uh, dish was, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. the truffle fries there. I, I I was actually, when I thought of this a minute ago, I was like, do every one of my lounges offer truffle fries? I don't <laughs> think they do, uh, but this one does and, and is very good. I, yeah. um, I It's been a while since I've been there. I'm anxious to go mm-hmm. back, honestly. Right. Yeah, we almost went there. We were staying at the Grand Floridian on this last stay, and we almost went there, but we hit up a couple other places that we hadn't hit up before right. instead. But uh, the thing I like, I like about the Enchanted Rose is how it can feel 
just a little different depending on what room you're in right. there, what space you're yeah. in. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, it could feel like a, a slightly different lounge. You still get the mm -hmm. great food and the great right. drinks um, everywhere you go. And yes, uh, you know, it is elegant, but it is, um, you know, elegant as you would expect from the Grand, Grand Floridian. Right. But there are all, all these subtle nods to Beauty and the Beast and everything throughout it. It's it's really, really nice. Yeah. It's Yeah. Yeah, Pretty and lovely. and you know, actually, I was surprised. The truffle fries price is not as high as what I would think they could actually get for the that there. So um, I'll, yeah, I'll give them that. But yeah, it is like Tom said, especially having different experiences based on where your location is when you're there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. nice, nice choice. I like it a lot. Uh, let's go ahead and get to Michelle's list here. Because her list is always very, very interesting, <laughs> as we all know. Uh, Michelle, what is your number four favorite Disney lounge? Uh, my number four is actually over on the West Coast, and that is the Tasting Terrace at Disney California Adventure Park. And um, that one, uh, not long before the pandemic hit, um, actually became a pass holders lounge. Um, not that it, it wasn't free, like the some of the you know what we think of like what's at epcot and what they have now at disney but um the access to it was strictly as, for pass for, holders strictly for, for magic pass, key holders magic key holders uh you okay. could be a guest of somebody who's a magic key holder and accompany them but and it was funny because it was always one of our favorite places because it was easy to get into it's kind of off the beaten track, um, you're in the park, you're pretty immersed in what's going on. You hear, you know, what's going, you hear Mater in Cars Land, you hear the screams coming from um, Guardians of the Galaxy. So you really have that park experience, but still set back that it's still, you know, a, a way to kind of get away from all the crowd and all the hubbub. Um, once they made it for pass holders, it became super popular than everybody wanted to get in and it made it hard to get in it. But, um, you know, it, it was unique in that, it, again, it was in the park, it was outdoors. You had very much, um, kind of wine country feel to it. Cause it had, you know, like, um, the vines of the wine, the grapes growing overhead is kind of the, the shading and the mm -hmm. roof. Um, they have a lot of Disney themed, uh, wines, you know, so from Disney families, so, you know, like Skywalker and uh, Fess and uh, Lassiter, though, you Yogi know, from Yo Kurt yeah. Russell and, yeah. right. So that, so they have that. So you're really kind of getting that ambiance and some special things that you don't really see at other places. So I don't know. I kind of really, really like that place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like. I didn't like it. And why it, it would have been on my list as it, the old days, as mm -hmm. it used to be when it became the a Magic Key Holders Lounge. Uh, I lost a little bit to me. It's still good. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not where it was when it was kind of that little secret place that we would go right. to every time we visited and sit up there and. It was kind of like our secret spot, you right, know, so right. I mean, that, that's part of it. You know, I mean, obviously they want to do more business there. It makes total mm -hmm, sense. Mm -hmm. um, but there was something about it when it was just kind of this place that we'll, only right. a few people seem to know about. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so I love it. It's interesting it became more popular after they turned it into the Keyholder oh, Lounge. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, it's Disneyland. Disneyland's a lot of a different when you're talking about annual pass holders slash key holders um, as far as what drives the parks. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, Walt Disney World is a is a visitor driven park. Mm -hmm. Disneyland will always be a locals park driven. You know, mm -hmm. by you, know, you have 
so many people within a two hour driving distance of, of Disneyland that, that there, it's easy to have a, an annual pass right. and just pop in every once in a while, you know, whenever you want. I mean, we, we did it from San Diego all the time. So right. it's, yeah. it's just mean, kind of a different, it's, it's a different animal in that regard. Yeah. I mean, before they had the reservation system, um, even on weekdays, you could go, you, you knew to go in the morning because around 2.30, 3 o'clock, boom, all the families getting their kids from school would just go to Disneyland. Yeah. If you had an annual pass, you just, you just yeah. popped in in the afternoon and you were home, you know, by that evening and no problem. Yeah. Even on a school uh, yeah, night. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So very nice. I, I love it. I love Thank it. That you. was one of my favorite spots as well. You, we've already done my number four, mm. which was the Cadillac Lounge. Right. So let's get back to the expert again. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what is your number three favorite Disney Lounge? Okay, this one was somewhat new to me, um, and I actually got to go there because it was a meeting spot for Drunk Stormtrooper and I <laughs> on on one of his recent trips to Walt Disney World. But he invited me to come meet him over at the Cruise Cup Lounge Ooh. at the at the Yacht, Yacht Club, Club Resort. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, I never heard of it, so I'm glad oh, yeah, you knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, it's been a while since I've been there, but yeah. And as I was thinking about my list tonight, and I listed this down, I didn't honestly think it was going to make my top five. I just put it down because I, I really liked the vibe. It, it's a nice atmosphere. You know, if you contrast it with the Enchanted Rose, it's not mm-hmm. like it's themed after anything in particular. Right. It's just th- there is some like boating theming in there, clearly, because it's the cruise cup. Right. Yeah. Um, and but it, but it's more of like your standard what you would think of as, as a more upscale hotel lounge right. bar. Um, yeah. They've got a couple of TVs that usually have some sports playing on them. And then the chairs are a little lower. They're like nice, you know, big, comfortable chairs that are a little lower to the ground. The, the, again, the, the lighting is low. Here's the big benefit of cruise cup lounge. Once the yachtsman steakhouse opens right next door, you can actually order from the yachtsman steakhouse menu Ooh, nice. at the cruise cup. Wow. Nice. So, that's nice. Yeah. In my opinion, that bumps it up yeah, quite a bit. Right, yeah, right, that's yes. pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. that. Because the, because overall, it's some you know it doesn't have a lot of um, I wouldn't say it's a place to go for signature cocktails. Mm-hmm. It's a standard bar, mm-hmm. um, but but having access to that fine dining right. is is a lot of, of major points. And and it's a nice. It is like a. It, it's just a really cozy place to right. to hang out. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's a place, like I said, I've never been to. I'm uh, looking forward to checking it out now sometime in the yeah. near future. So. And you've been there. I have. I have. It's been quite a while. But I do. Same kind of thing. I, I like the atmosphere of it. Um, you know, and it's funny because we've we've gone to the steakhouse recently and I kind of felt like it seemed um, a little less personable than what mm. it, I, I felt like last time, time before I've been to it. So knowing that you can get that that men, the menu at the lounge there. Like yeah. you said, that's awesome. All bonus, in. bonus. All, yeah. all in. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, great choice. Again, the expert comes through with a <laughs> yeah. wonderful choice. Uh, Michelle, what is your number three favorite Disney um, lounge? My number three, and I'm sure I probably had this on the other list too, is um, the River Roost at Port Orleans um, on the Riverside side uh, when Bob Jackson is performing. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an amazing... Yeehaw Bob. Yeehaw Bob, yeah. <laughs> um, 
he is just amazing. I, I mean, he really does put the definition of, um, you know, one family entertainment, but for all ages, you know, I, everybody can get something out of his humor and his production and everything like that. Um, it was really interesting uh, when he wasn't performing during the pandemic um, that he would do Disney, these Disney themed shows on Facebook. Um, so mm-hmm. you could kind of get your, your fix. Get that your way. Yeehaw Bob fix. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, and, and I think too, the fact that um, when w- we went there last time, um, Tom was kind of one of the ones picked out that he picked to, to do some of the extracurricular activities. Run around like a fool. On stage, things <laughs> like that, you know. Um, but it, it, so we have some really fond memories of that. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I've always liked Port Orleans. I just think it's a, a very quaint, interesting, fun uh, resort anyways and this just really fits it nicely yeah and they've got some good food and some good mm-hmm, cocktails mm-hmm. there as well it's not i mean the show is fantastic but you also uh can get a nice mm-hmm. meal and mm-hmm. sit down and have great drinks and you, like you said that it is family friendly so if yeah. you're looking for something to do uh with the the young ones there too yes you can enjoy some good adult beverages there but they got stuff for the kids to right. enjoy and yeehaw bob's show is for everybody. Right, he yeah. brings the kids up and has them, you know, do some fun stuff as well. So he wants to get everybody involved and not anybody to feel like they're uh, bored while watching his show right, or it's right. like not in their age demographic or whatever it yeah. may be. Yeah. So, very cool. So. You know, being a, a person who goes to Disney so much and being a local, mm-hmm. this is one of those things that might shock people. I have never seen Yeehaw Bob, mm-hmm. and I, I've, I've never been to Port Orleans. Really? Like, wow. That's a yeah. little surprise. Not that yes. you haven't been to Yeehaw Bob. I'm surprised you haven't been to Port Orleans before. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those that I'm always like, I'll get over there. Yeah. You know, I just know that I will, and then right. it, and then I don't end up going. Right. It's, I, I know that you can hop on the boat uh, at mm-hmm. Disney Springs mm-hmm. and go to Port Orleans. Right. Um, and I've thought about doing that multiple yeah. times, and I just, just haven't done it, but... Over the holidays yeah. would be a good time. Their their uh, decor for the holidays yeah. is spectacular. That's gonna maybe that'll be reason enough for me to do yeah, it. I'll, yes. I'll have to get over there. Yeah, All right for sure, for sure. Nice choice. Yeah. I like you. that choice Thank very you. much. Very much. So we're at your number three now. My number three. Well, in pure Hyperion Adventures podcast fashion, <laughs> I have a three A and a three B, <laughs> but uh, there's a reason why I have a three A and a three B, and you know also in pure Hyperion Adventures podcast fashion. If you're going to go down my list, you're going to see, oh, this is something that's pretty traditional that most people love. <laughs> there's, there's going to be on their list. My 3A and 3B are Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar <laughs> at Disneyland and Trader Sam's Grog Grotto at the Walt Disney World mm-hmm. Resort. I had to put them together because they're very, very similar, mm-hmm. if not almost identically the same. I mean, they're, 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 they're a bit different, but they are very similar in most regards. Fun drinks, some great small plates and the enchanted magic that <laughs> happens throughout. The, it's just, it's like one of those places you have to hit, you know, when you get the opportunity, right. when you're at Disneyland or when you're at the Walt Disney World Resort. Yeah. I mean, um, that one was on my list, off my list, on my list, off my list, back and forth. Um, I do think personally, the one at Disneyland is I like it a little bit more. I don't. I can't pinpoint mm. all the whys. I feel differently about it. Well, that's more of the original. Yeah, it yeah. just it does feel more quaint, um, and, and more unique in that regards. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I, I think the reason I didn't leave it on my list was just because of how difficult it is to get in it, you know, a lot of times now. And so I felt like, oh, should I really talk about something that I haven't been But it's to? worth it. That's the thing is that yeah. you have to, you have to struggle for it sometimes. Um, but mm -hmm. when you get in there, it is so fun. Right. You know, I mean, and sometimes you have to end up sitting with other people and, you know, take that for how you want right. it, you know. But some that can be part of the fun as well, if you don't mind mingling with some other people and, and you know, being amazed by the things that happen around you as different people order different drinks or whatever, you know. Right. Um, it's really, really enjoyable. and It, it fits into the ambiance, uh, obviously, at the Polynesian Hotel, mm -hmm. the Polynesian, Polynesian Village Hotel at Walt Disney World. But even, you know, even though the Disneyland Hotel isn't really Polynesian and themed, They've kind of got that area made up right. just well enough that it fits in and it's close enough. You know, you're not that far from Ad Adventureland or right. Disneyland. So it works there. And it just, it's kind of that classic tiki bar feel that almost feels like when the Disneyland uh, hotel was coming up and, and being something, you know, right. how th that's when the kind of the tiki bars took off at the same time. Yeah. So you kind of feel like you're a part of that. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, that's yeah. why I love, I love them so much. Very good. I'm really glad you put that as your number three A and B, Tom, because I mean, I feel like you, you couldn't do an episode talking about Disney lounges without talking about mm -hmm. Trader Sam's one version or the other. And I actually left it off my list because I was really hoping that one of you would have it on your list. Um, but yeah, I, I love Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. I, I've never been to the um, to the Disneyland version, but um you know, I've started collecting some of those mm -hmm. tiki mugs. Nice. I've got a few of them on a shelf in my kitchen. Um, and, and I've got such good memories going there with, mm -hmm. with big groups of friends and, and right. just laughing and having a blast. And, sure. you know, it's a, it's a place that it's fun to go with friends. But as you said, they, you know, in, in a lot of instances, you may end up sitting with other parties mm -hmm. um, and you may make other friends that right. you didn't have when you walked in the place right, while right. you're there. Um, so that, that can be, if you're open to that, a, a good place to go. If you might be going to a lounge solo, sure. um, because right. you know, you may just end up at a table with, they've got, I know at the Grog Grotto, I'm not sure if this is true on at Disneyland, but they've got, um, some long tables that are sort of made of mm -hmm. surfboards and they put multiple parties at those and, and, and they're, it's very conducive. Um, the, the way that the servers, um, sort of do the show mm -hmm. or, you know, make the magic happen when the drinks come out. It really is like about group participation and yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's a fun environment. It's, it's, it can be noisy. It can mm -hmm. be loud, right. but so you have to be ready for that too, but it's, it's a fun time Definitely. with good drinks. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Enchanted Tiki Bar at Disneyland, it's a bit smaller than the Grog Grotto. By, uh, you don't have those. There isn't really room in there for right. the, those kind mm. of tables. Um, you have the bar, which is probably the, the place that would be closest to that where you would kind of mingle with people. And then you have really small tables kind of lined around the outside of it. It's and actually like, a really okay. tight space. And then they have the area outside, which is, yes, you can get the food and the drinks. And it's nice and it's Polynesian themed. And sometimes they'll have uh, somebody out there Black playing music. Polynesian music, which is great. But you don't get that true feel that yeah. you get when you're inside. Right. It's still enjoyable. Um, still, I, I, I enjoy the outside. Right. But there's something different about when you're actually in the enchanted part right. of either whether it's the Tiki Bar or the Grog Grotto. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my number three. Again, right. let's get back to the expert here. <laughs> Justin, what okay. is your number two favorite Disney lounge? Okay. 
now we're getting into the these are the no-brainers um <laughs> one of my favorite places on disney property this one you don't have to go into one of the theme parks to visit i am talking about jock Lindsay's hangar bar mm-hmm. at disney springs um i love jock Lindsay so much now this one maybe tiptoes on the line of being more of a, a restaurant mm-hmm. um but I like that, you know, you, you can go, you don't have to order food. You can go have drinks. There's a bar there. Um, they've got a lot of good signature cocktails. They don't really have a full food menu, but the food is a little heavier at Jock Lindsay's. Um, and there's good food. Yep. Um, one of the things that's really cool is they do tra- uh, change up the menu quite frequently at Jock Lindsay's. Um, so there are some standards, you know, they've always got flatbreads. They've always mm-hmm. got, uh, there's this ridiculous pretzel that you can get that's huge. And it comes with like that nice chunky mustard and, okay. um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's really good. But um, some of the other things they change up and, and occasionally they'll do specialty food items and food drinks. And this is where if uh, for those of you who follow sort of like the Disney foodie news mm-hmm. for a while, you could get the bacon of doom at the mm-hmm. Jock Lindsay hangar bar. And um, that was one of my favorite things I've had at any Disney lounge mm-hmm. ever. Nice. Um, Cause not only did you get the candied bacon, mm-hmm. you also got like a, a shareable serving of one of their craft cocktails in the middle of the, of oh, the wow. little Stonehenge bacon that was nice. standing up around. And it was just, so good um i always recommend it to anyone who goes to disney springs and this contrasting with the cruise cup very highly themed full of references if you're an indiana jones fan you're gonna love it so much and and hey it's relevant again we've got another indiana jones coming up right yeah you know it's 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 a lot of fun i'm sure they'll do some specials you know uh leading up to um, the new movie coming out so i'm excited about that right Yeah, I don't think there's any question. And, you know, this is one of those places like, look, this is like one of the holes in our Disney experiences. Like we don't get to Disney Springs hardly at all. When we go to Disney, we're always going to the parks. We're going to the resorts. It's extremely rare that we get to Disney Springs. And it's always one of those things. It's like, well, there's a couple places I want to hit there. Mm -hmm. And one of them is Jock Lindsay's. Mm -hmm. Um, But we just like you not going to Port Orleans. You know, it's like one of those things like we should do that. Let's try and do that here sometime. (laughs) We just don't get around to doing it. But um, I've always heard nothing but great things about Jock Lindsay's. And um, I'm excited to, to eventually get to walk in there and check it out for myself. Yeah. Yeah, you'll love it when you do. And make sure you give me a call because I'll meet you over yeah. there. <laughs> it's a date. It's yeah. a date. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. I love it. Uh, that's a great choice. Uh, Michelle, what is your number two favorite? Oh, we already yeah, know we already, your number yeah, two favorite Yeah, so it was is. Territory Lounge. Um, you know, I, I think a couple other things that I thought of that we didn't mention is I think one of the, the great parts of it is just that it is in Wilderness Lodge, you know, which is mm. such a great place. I know it's a little... You know, in some regards, people think it's out of the way, but it really isn't. It really isn't that difficult to get to. You know, it's a boat ride from, you know, mm-hmm. the Magic Kingdom or buses from the other other parks. Or there's little secret ways to get in there that we worked through <laughs> yeah. without a reservation a car, to get in there. You, you, can, car, yeah. you can work it. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I, Tom mentioned, you know, the you know, the one of our favorite dishes, but they, they also have some other newer dishes Mm -hmm. that are, that are really good too. Um, 
you know, and it is, I think, enough out of the way and does make it less crowded because there's not a lot of people who are going to it. I think you see busier times as people are waiting for um, their dinner reservations over at the um, the Artist Point yeah. uh, character mm-hmm. dining there. But um, yeah, I just think it's it's a just a nice place to get away from the crowds maybe if, mm-hmm. especially over the holidays now if, if you like having such a crazy you know dealing with all the crowds at the parks and everything going there is just a nice place to to uh, debrief when we went last time our server actually was somebody who typically travels in her work she's typically on the halcyon on the halcyon yes. oh so, wow yeah okay yeah so it was interesting um you know, seeing that, you know, th- that she was in this lounge, working in right. this lounge at that time. But she was she very was knowledgeable. She was side. Yes, yes. yes so. Took a little vacay in right. the yeah. Pacific right. Northwest, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah, yeah. I so, like it. Yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. As you said, that was, that was my... Number five, so I totally appreciate it. Yeah. Very good, very so you're good. Number, we're at your number two. So my number two kind of, you know... Sort of like your list, mine comes from the Wilderness Lodge as well. And also like Justin's, mine you could point to is maybe there's, it's not quite a lounge because there, it's a little heavier on the food. <laughs> and we also talked about this. I think Justin actually asked what would be one of my favorite lounge on property right now. Well, I'm not going to put it as my favorite lounge today, but it is my second favorite and that's Geyser Point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it is such... <laughs> a wonderful space to grab a beer, to grab a glass of wine Mm -hmm. or a cocktail and just sit out and look at Bay Lake and get some food. I mean, yes, they go as heavy as, you know, some real meals, burgers Mm -hmm. and fries and everything, but you can also get small plates there. There's a big bar there. I consider it a lounge, but it's just open air and nice and wonderful and soothing when, when it can be so you can get to the parks and the resorts and just be so running around all the time. That's like that spot to just kind of take a deep breath and just soak it all in and right. enjoy a, a, an hour or so um, with a good drink and right. some good food. Yeah, agreed. It's on my honorable mentions yeah. list for sure. Yeah, so it was mine too. Yeah, I've got right. an honorable mention. I love Geyser Point. It's great. I I was trying to do my best to stick to in my mind a theme which was like indoor traditional sort of lounges Mm -hmm. which is why i bumped this one off for me but i will always rave about geyser point Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm happy it made the list because the like you said like the man the view there by the water the the electrical water pageant comes right by geyser Mm -hmm. point at night which is so nice um, they do pump in the music from Enchantment at night, too. Nice. It's a little bit hard to see because it's up over, sort of over the resort, but right. you can sort of see it from there. Um, TVs, if you want to watch your sports, great mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I love Geyser Point. Yeah. Lots of good things to say. Right. Yeah. And the, the Wilderness Lodge in general is just such a wonderful resort. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not an easy resort. As, like Michelle was just alluding to, it's not as easy a resort. It's not on the monorail. You know, you do have to, to work around it a little bit to mm-hmm. get there. But when you do, it's always so breathtaking to walk through that lobby. And, you know, there's just so many, there's some great places to get some food and some great places to just sit and take the whole place in. Um, it's just one of our favorite spots right, right. Uh, yeah. on all of property for right. sure. 
a beautiful Christmas tree this time of year oh, as well. Yes, yes. so good. always, yeah. always. Again, I'm, I always argue on my, to, in my in my own mind of what the most beautiful resort decorations are and mm-hmm. trees and everything. It's like, is it the down home feel kind of of the Wilderness Lodge or the classic Victorian feel mm-hmm. of the Grand Floridian? Right. Because you, every time you walk into either of those, uh, it just it, they both shout Christmas, right. but in a different mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. you, or the holidays, but in a different right. way to you. I, I wish they'd stop shouting Christmas at me. It sort of scares me when I walk <laughs> in. And I'm like, that's not how I want to start my business. I think at the Grand, Grand Floridian, Floridian, they more whisper it to you, it's Christmas. They'll do it with piano music yeah. playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's funny. I'm glad you said that because that was sort of like a... In, in the spirit of the Passholder Lounge, my question mm-hmm. was going to be, did you have a favorite resort this time of year? Like, wh- which one do you think is the most beautiful at Christmas time? Because right. um, cause it would, it'd be hard for me to pick. Um, I think the I would throw in that the Animal Kingdom Lodge yeah. is, beautiful, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, it is beautiful for the holidays as well. And, right. and their trees um, are are spectacular. Mm-hmm. If And it, again, harder to get to. So maybe right. not as many people go over to see it totally worth the bus ride if you mm-hmm. go over there nice. um go eat at sanaa have a nice yes. night yes. yes enjoy enjoy those trees yeah yeah make a mobile order and get in there that's how you do it you make a mobile order <laughs> <Yeah>. what what <laughs> you said that. <laughs> oh, uh, man. anyway so okay so now we're to it we're to the number, number one, one. Favorite Disney lounges. Back to the expert. This has got to be the one, the best one. I have a feeling I know where he's going here, but yep. he may surprise me yet. Let's see. <laughs> Justin, what is your number one favorite Disney lounge? In a surprise to no one, <laughs> the Nomad Lounge. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, honestly, um, it, it really probably is my favorite place on property. Nice. Um, just, just bar none. I, I love the Nomad Lounge so much. Um, the food, the drinks, the location, whether you're sitting inside and and taking in the ambiance and the and the decor or out on the patio and you get to mm-hmm. see the character flotillas go by now. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just it's wonderful. Um, I love the area music they use there. Um, the service is always spectacular. Dim ribs. <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, I have to say the ribs during COVID and, and I'm sure that supply chain had something to do with this. I really and feel chef, like, by the way, workers too. Um, well, know, and you're workers, have you're different right. chefs doing these things that yeah. they normally used to have. That's a very good point. So, so I feel like, um, after the pandemic, when they reopened the parks, it felt to me like gradually the ribs were lowering in quality for one reason or another. And, and, um, I was disappointed by that, but I am very happy to report that this most recent time I went, yeah. we ordered the ribs and they were spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my girlfriend, who is not a huge theme park person. Mm-hmm. She still is raving about the Nomad wow. Lounge, and she said that those ribs were the best she's ever had. So wow. I'm just telling you, I, I don't blow smoke about this place. <laughs> it is absolute fact. And and the secret's out. I mean... It's it's hard to get in there yes. now. Yeah, it used to be uh, people, yeah, not anymore. Yeah, people rope drop the Nomad Lounge, and yeah. I, I I'm just thankful they have a virtual queue because um yeah if it weren't for that I I would say out of either whether you talk about attraction restaurant lounge 
I would probably have the highest wait time limit for the Nomad Lounge personally. <laughs> um, cool. But I'm glad I can virtual queue for it and still get in there. And and man, I just it it's worth price of admission. Even though I love Animal Kingdom so right. much, it's for me it's worth price of admission. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, glad you mentioned it because yeah. I <laughs> I can see it on Michelle's notes over here, and it was on mine too. Uh, it would have been on my list, um, but I knew you were going to have it on right. yours, Justin, so I was going to leave it <laughs> to you. exactly what it says. I knew <laughs> it included already. <laughs> so, and yeah, I had a feeling it would be spot. his number one. So that's, that's my uh, spot. I wanted to leave you to be able to take it and not steal your number one away right. from you at some point. So. <laughs> uh, I love the Nomad Lounge. Yeah. Um, I like their creative cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, they're totally on theme. Uh, they have great food um, there. I have a recipe for the, the churros, by the way. Oh, um, All right. Oh, but do you make that spicy raspberry dip? I do. Yes, because they don't have it there I know anymore. No, that doesn't exist anymore. But my recipe includes that. So yes, that may Perfect. be on the Disney Dishes blog very soon. Here. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, so, but they 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 do have wonderful food there as well, and um, it's it and you know this is included. I think I I think what we've gone through on every single one of our pick so far is it's not just the food it's not just the drink it's the ambiance mm-hmm. of the entire place there's something else about mm-hmm. it um it could be simple it could be unique and and enchanted or it can be just calming and soothing and you know i i i feel like yeah and the nomad lounge definitely right. has that calming and soothing and and totally on theme uh feel to the animal kingdom park that goes yeah. along with it and it will always be the place that I met Joe Rody. So yes. that so means jealous. It, so jealous. that means nothing will ever unseat it from the right. number one That's true. spot. I, yeah. I don't blame you for that. Yeah. I don't blame you for that. That's like when we got breakfast at P and J's takeout right. and ran into Tony Baxter when he was trying to get his breakfast from <laughs> <laughs> the takeout. Right. We'll That's always amazing. have that. Yes. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> we'll not quite as glamorous as the Nomad Lounge, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Still valid. Uh, really good choice. Again, I we left it for you because, yes. uh, and we totally back it, hundred percent. Right. That's a that's a great yep. choice, Michelle. Yep. What is your number one? Um, so I think it's no surprise probably that I picked my number one to be the top of the world lounge at Bay Lake Tower. I think just you know it does have spectacular views, um, the uniqueness of how you can get into it and everything makes it that much more special when you do get to visit and go there. So, um, that pretty much is it. I mean, I, I enjoy their, their they have great I, drinks. They and, have, yeah. And and some, they have some, some really nice wines. Yes. Uh, I, I, you know, when we're there, I really am, am impressed with their wines and like that there. Um, and some of the dishes, especially some of the newer ones now, I think are even mm-hmm. better than, you know, some of what they had before. Some they're similar, but I think they upped their game a little mm-hmm. bit. So and there's the, the exclusivity yeah. to it, you know, yeah. that also adds to that. The fact right. that we're lucky enough to, that's why I, it, it was on my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. It didn't make my list because of the, I wanted it to be something when we were talking about this, that most people can go and visit right. and unless you're you know, coming with us or some other DVC members, you're probably not mm-hmm. going to get the chance to go right. uh, visit the top of the world lounge. But I agree with you. It's one of our, and we yeah. have such great memories there and we're right. going to build on those memories soon because we have an open invitation. At some point, Justin Monorail here is going to be joining us. Yeah. yeah. T- We've been promising him that for years now. It's going to happen very <laughs> soon. I know, uh, I we're going to be at the top of the world lounge. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's not just DVC 
members. You have to be staying on property yeah, too. So even, I think that's yeah. what makes it, you know, again, a little bit more challenging to be able to get to because it's not just something that, hey, we're going to the park anyway, so let's stop over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not just popping in for a cocktail. Right no, off. you yeah. have to be already staying on property. So, yep. for sure. So we're at your number one then. My number one, well, again, I'm going to a place that's probably a little bit heavy on the food to be a lounge, except for that it's right in the name. Mine is at the Disney California Adventure Park. My number one is the Lamplight Lounge oh, yeah. at the Disney California mm -hmm. Adventure Park because that is my, that's that's home to me. Yeah, yeah. It is so I, I knew good. you were going to pick, I was pretty sure I should say. So I glad love you did. that yep. place so much. Um, you know, and there's two different parts to it. There's the more of the restaurant part and there's more of the just, you know, if you want some small plates and some cocktails mm -hmm. part of it, you can do either way, but they're both phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, wonderful cocktails, um, great wine list. The lobster nachos mm -hmm. um, are so oh, darn the good. They are. They're amazing. <laughs> they are so great. And I, it, I, it arguably, and again, this isn't lounge, but you know, it's all part of it. It arguably has the best brunch on any Disney property that I've ever mm -hmm. been to. I right. love going there for brunch. Um, it, it's it's just it's it's just fantastic. You're there. The Mickey wheels behind you. The Incredicoaster. Um, you just take it all in and you feel, hey, I'm at, I'm at Disney and right. I'm just having a, this this really, really Great. special time. Yeah. So that's, yeah. It, it's my number one. It'll yeah. always be my number yeah. one. I get it. It's amazing. That's your Nomad Lounge. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You got to get out to Disneyland and check it out sometime, uh, Justin. You yeah. got to check out the, the, the Lamplight Lounge for sure. Oh, you had me at Lobster Nachos. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Man, they so they are fabulous. But <laughs> yeah. I'm also telling you, do brunch there. Yeah. Because okay. the brunch... It, it it's one of the most flavorful brunches uh, you'll ever find anywhere, you know, as far as sometimes, you know, you go places and you get your eggs and whatever, you know, but as far mm -hmm. as like uh, pumping up the spice and the heat level, you know, and if you like a little bit of that, um, it, it really is good. I mean, not so much that it's overbearing, right. but where it adds to the flavor of it. Um, it's, it's really, really special. And I, I, I just love yeah. that stuff. And they have a very cool mimosa flight yeah. and it's oh. not just it's not just you know like champagne and orange juice it is much more elevated yeah, there's, there's four different types mm -hmm. there's like a watermelon there's a ginger and i think it's orange ginger mm -hmm. and yeah, vanilla or um there's like a grapefruit one they're really really good yeah but, um, yeah yeah um, i'm all in i'm yeah. there yeah. yeah for sure yeah. for sure uh did you happen to have any honorable mentions by any chance the ones that didn't make your list uh, justin I did. Um, I'm just going to start with this one. Baseline Tap House mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. Disney's Hollywood mm -hmm. Studios. Um, really, the main reason that I didn't put this on the list, a, a couple of things. One is uh, most of the seating is outdoors. There, mm -hmm. There is some seating indoor. And not that that would eliminate it, because Geyser Point, it's all outdoors. Right. Um, but in this case, um, it, it, I think because it, it's in the spot that it is and it's becoming as popular as it is, it's hard to get a seat there now. Usually you get a drink and you're taking it with you from Baseline mm -hmm. Tap House. Um, they have a decent charcuterie board if you can mm -hmm. find a place to sit it down. Um, <laughs> and the, and they have a good pretzel too. Mm -hmm. um, so I recommend both those things. Um, this is the uh, the notorious place where I've always tried to get uh, this this trend going of asking for the monorail special. <laughs> and then when they when they tell you they don't know what that is, 
because they've got craft seltzers there, um, like sodas, flavored uh-huh. sodas, that they will do mixers. So you can get like a, a black cherry soda with vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's nice. sort of a better value because you can get a double rather than getting like a, a you know, 16 ounce beer or right. something. It's wow. um, good to know. Yeah. So you can, you can do that there, but it doesn't have a full bar. Um, so that's a strike against it. Mm-hmm. The food is limited. Strike against it. Seating, you, you almost can never get a seat. Strike right. against. So that's why it ended up. But I do love baseline. I'm always gonna if, if I'm in Hollywood Studios, uh, more than likely I'll end up stopping by baseline at least once or twice mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, to to grab. I I like that they have. Uh, it's mostly California beers mm-hmm. that they have on tap, uh, which is nice too. So. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're a fan of of beers, particularly IPAs, usually mm-hmm. there's a lot of IPAs mm-hmm. on tap. It's pretty and, much everywhere. Yeah. 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 I know. It's it's the trend. It is. Uh, yeah. Check out Baseline Tap House for sure. Nice. 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 Any others, or is, is that going to do? Well, it? I was just going to mention. Um, it's funny that that none of us had ogas. Yeah. We do on our own matches. matches. All three yeah. of us. Do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and and okay, so maybe I, your reasoning is maybe the same as mine. Um, I. I feel like it's more of an experience yes. than it is a lounge. Right. Um, I love Ogas. I love the drinks that they have there. I always have a blast at, at Ogas Cantina. Um, but I just don't think of it as a place that I'm going to go and relax and, and just have a nice right. time with right. friends. I always feel you it's know. a little rushed that the yeah. whole process yeah. is a little rushed and, um, you know, and then, you know, the food offerings aren't really there, yeah. you know, but the drinks are phenomenal mm-hmm. and the ambiance is excellent. That's why yeah. it had to be an honorable mention. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very much the same thing. Yeah. Yep. So those, those were my two. We actually, we covered everything else I had on my list. Cool. So anything yeah. else for you, Michelle? Um, I think I mentioned what the other ones were, but just now as we were talking, I was thinking of another one. Um, oh, I, I was thinking like the tune in lounge over. Oh yeah. At, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, haven't been there in a while for that, but you know, have enjoyed that. But again, not not enough to necessarily make my list. But I think the Brown Derby's Lounge is a little bit underrated as well. Yeah, I think that's kind of it growing is. and is getting right. a, a little bit better than it used to be in the past. And their food offerings and their drink offerings mm-hmm. there are getting pretty good. Uh, if you're looking for another place to just to pop over right. while you're in the studios, yeah, for sure, as well. Uh, I've got a couple more here. Um, not a lot because um, we mostly mentioned most of them, but uh, the Carthay Circle Lounge at uh, Dis- mm-hmm. uh, Disney California Adventure right. Park as well is another great. It's kind of got that, again, classic old Hollywood right. feel to it. Uh, some great food there. Some really, really great cocktails. Yes. Uh, a little tough to get into. You got to line up for it and get in there. Right. But um, when you get in there, it's really, it, it's, it makes you kind of flashback and that's what they kind of want there. Just like in the Hollywood studios, um, they kind of, mm. they had a little bit of that Disney California adventure park as well, Carthay circle. And, uh, you kind of get that feeling right. when you go in there and you, and you sit and you have a cocktail and some food there, um, nearly made my list, but I had to push it off at the last moment. Uh, the Meridian Lounge um, in, yeah, on the Disney too. Dream mm-hmm. and the Disney Fantasy both. Uh, it's a lounge that's right in between Remy and Palo. So they're more upscale right. dining options. But it's a really great spot up there. To, you, yeah, just go up and grab a drink or whatever, but also maybe before your meal or after your meal when you're having one of these wonderful uh, right. dining experiences there. Uh, it's just really quaint. They have some outdoor um, seating there mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it's a really good spot to kind of check out. There's so many great lounges 
aboard all the Disney uh, cruise line right. ships. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be on the Wish soon. I can't yeah. wait to see some of those, the new right. ones. Yeah. yeah. I think the nice thing about the Meridian is because it's between Palos and Remy's, a lot of people, even on board ship, think that is only for people going to those restaurants. So you can easily get in and, you know, be able to, like you said, enjoy a cocktail there. And it's yeah. a really nice atmosphere. It's just that people tend to feel, I think, intimidated to go there thinking, oh, those are just people waiting for their dinner. Right. It's kind of that place you want to go to if you're going to want more kind of an upscale mm-hmm. uh, drink night, you know, because everybody's getting up and getting dressed up to go to these uh, more exclusive restaurants right. or whatever. So maybe on the formal nights when you're on, you know, that might be a right. great night to go up there. I mean, mm-hmm. not that you can't go in shorts and a t-shirt right. or whatever, but it just kind of has that that more... You'd be a little out of place. Right. It, it just <laughs> has that more of that regal feel right, to it or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, staying on Disney Cruise Line, I'm going to go with actually, and it's, it's a coffee bar, but they serve cocktails there. The Cove Cafe yeah, um, is one of our favorite... Thought about that one. Yeah, spots to just go into... And relax. And they're on board all the Disney ships, I believe. You know, yeah, they have a Cove so. Cafe everywhere. Um, and they have little food items there throughout the day. They cycle through to from breakfast, to, you know, more pastries to kind of little sandwiches to desserts more in the evenings or whatever. You get a nice coffee. You can get a coffee with some sort of alcohol right. with it. Or you can just flat out just get a mixed drink there. Um, but it's very comfortable seating and just kind of another nice place kind of near the pool area in the adult section. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a quiet place to kind of sit back and relax and, and enjoy your cruise. So. Yeah. Another good one on Disney cruise is um, the pool bar. So you yeah. can actually be in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just swim up to go. the yeah, yeah just swim up to the bar. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think those are the, those are on the uh, the fantasy the, and the, the dream. Dreams. I don't know about mm-hmm. the wish yet. We're gonna experience the wish here, and we'll report back on that in yeah. a couple months. Yeah, here, but but um, that's always kind of fun. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So um, I one of the things I I would have mentioned before they changed it to uh, a reservation only would be the Space Two Twenty Lounge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because. I, I think that's a fun experience and they do have very interesting cocktails and the, the ambiance there is really nice, but mm-hmm. um, it used to be walk up and now you actually have to make a reservation for it. Right. Um, and that's just not the typical lounge experience. Wow. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that would, yeah. Yeah. Have you all made it to Space 220? We did. Mm-hmm. We did uh, a few okay. months back. Dinner. We, mm-hmm. we had dinner there. And, mm-hmm. uh, really, really enjoyed it. The, yeah. the, um, you know, the ambiance was great, but the, actually the food Dude. was fantastic yeah. as well. We yeah. were impressed by how good the food was because, you know, that that's a place where you could easily just, you know, fall back on, look, you're here, you're, you know, it's the whole show. It's being floating out right. at, you know, 220 miles up in space, whatever, and everything. So they didn't really need the food to be as good as it was, but it was really impressive. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I have the exact same opinion of it. I, I was shocked at how good it was, honestly. Right. And the, the, yeah. and the service was fantastic, yeah. too. Um, great wine list. Um, it's really uh, highly recommended. I mean, it's a little pricey, yeah. obviously, but um, if you're looking for a nice splurge and something out of this world, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely going to want to check it out um, for sure. It's, right. It's it's great. It's great. Yeah. There's something else that I was just thinking of, but it just flashed by me. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll edit this out later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the lot, so many great lounges, mm-hmm. so many great bars, so many great places to take in a cocktail, to take on the ambiance throughout the Disney uh, property. Right. Um, whether it's on land or on sea, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or in space. Or in, or in that's space. That's right. Good point. Yes. 
Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, Topolino Terrace. Oh, uh, yeah. The lounge at Topolino yeah. Terrace. Also fantastic. Um, definitely worth uh, getting up there and checking it out. Some They have some indoor seating and some outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. Um, some really nice plates. And, and you're up there. You know, at the Riviera, which is a really nice resort. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's another place. I, I, I've been to Topolino only to check it out and view and go out on the terrace, but I haven't mm-hmm. actually eaten or had any drinks oh. there. Oh, so. wow. You got to eat there the, at one the point. Food the food is, is amazing. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. The whole thing, the whole ambiance mm-hmm. of it all, um, being up there. Um, wonderful food, great service. Um, it's, it's, it's great for a meal, but also if you just want to go up and just go up there for a short time. If you don't have a reservation or whatever, um, hit up the lounge and you can get a little piece of that. It's yeah. definitely worth it for sure. Right. For sure. I'm going to write that down too, right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. So Justin, thanks for joining us yeah. again. Um, your expertise. Again, a lot of places we're putting on our list of places we're mm-hmm. going to hit Disney lounges. We're going to hit for sure. Uh, tell the listeners where they can find the Passholder lounge podcast. Well, sure. You know, the easiest thing you can do is Google the Passholder Lounge podcast. Uh, It will take you directly to my social media. I actually just created a link tree as well. So, um, you know, you can look for me on YouTube, the Passholder Lounge. Um, I'm on Twitter at the PHL pod, the Passholder Lounge podcast on Instagram, all those places. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the new year and, and really getting this thing rolling in in the new format um so i I would love to have all of you there all the hyperion adventurers are welcome in the passholder lounge all right love it yeah come on down grab a cocktail (laughs) grab a beverage (laughs) sit back and enjoy it's really worth your time yes uh it's a really great show um and you know look you've just heard justin he's a great guy you're you're gonna enjoy sitting down and sharing a cocktail with him in, in your living room in his living room wherever you may be great for sure. So, uh, Justin, uh, it's been far too long since we've had you on the show. We're so happy to have you back on again. Uh, you're one of our best friends, as I mentioned already on the mm-hmm. show, um, in the whole Disney creator community. Um, we really appreciate that you've taken out so much of your time in this evening to come and join us. No, thank you all so much. And, and it means a lot that you even invite me on the show, but to be mentioned among the best friends in the creator community is is quite touching so i i feel the same way about you all uh love you both thank you for having me it's been great and i look forward to our next hyperion adventure together so much fun catching up with Justin Monorail from the Passholder Lounge podcast. Definitely check it out. Like Michelle said, his show is phenomenal Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's only going to get better in his new format coming up in the new year. exciting. Yeah, so I definitely want to check that out. So let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. I do have a couple for you this week and I'm going to start with if sailing with Captains Minnie and Mickey is in your 20, winter 2024 plans, well, we have some good news for you. Really? Yes. <laughs> this is from the Disney Parks blog. They said, get ready to pack your sunglasses and floppy hat because in early 2024, Disney Cruise Line is going to be on island time. They usually are. <laughs> Let's be honest with you. If you're on a Disney cruise, except for maybe, well, I mean, I guess there's some Alaska islands, a little different islands, yeah. but you're almost always on island time when you're on the <laughs> Disney cruise. 
Uh, they say a variety of fan favorite tropical locales are in store for your family, including itineraries to the Caribbean, Mexico, Bahamas, and of course, Disney's private island castaway mm-hmm. key. With sailings from two home ports in the Sunshine State, as well as voyages from Texas, Louisiana, and California, you can escape the escape. Escape. <laughs> is going on with me the winter blues with a magical vacation at sea wherever you are in 2024 so here are the basic itineraries there wasn't anything groundbreaking from this this list i think but i mean you may be looking to especially if you're someplace that's a colder climate in or around january february march in the year Um, these may be some things that really call out to you because almost all of them are tropical locations that you may want to get on a Disney cruise for. So here are the list of where these ships will be going. The Disney Dream will begin early 2024 with an assortment of three and four night getaways to the Bahamas and five night vacations to the Western Caribbean. And of course, all sailings from Florida will include a stop at Castaway Key. Now the Disney Dream, I believe, is going to be sailing out of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, so just know that going in, that's kind of a different port. It's relatively new for uh, a ship, a Disney ship to be Disney sailing ship, out of yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. They've been sailing out of Miami for a while. Of course, Port Canaveral for a long right, time. Right. But um, Fort Lauderdale, if you've never sailed out of, uh, that's Port Everglades, right? Right. Uh, if you never sailed out of Port Everglades, uh, it's so convenient to fly in. I mean, literally, as you're landing on your plane on the tarmac there, you can see the cruise ships lined up. It is that close. So it's really, really convenient. It is a great spot. And I'm glad Disney is now working with Port Everglades. Right. And flying into, uh, you know, I mean, sailing out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, you know, allows people to fly into Fort Lauderdale, which sometimes can be a lot easier to maneuver through than the Mm -hmm. Miami airport. It's not nearly as big as crowded. I mean, it's still nice, big, uh, beautiful airport, right. but not the same as Miami for sure. Right, exactly. So a lot of conveniences there. You know, same thing for, you know, staying overnight in hotels. Uh, Fort Lauderdale has a lot of great hotels, especially near the airport that are super convenient and, you know, don't break the bank. Yeah. I mean, the other good thing about Port Everglades is it's, you know, it, it isn't that far. If you do, you know, if the, if the ticket prices are better for you to fly into Miami, it's not that far to get right. there from uh, the Miami airport. Or if you're visiting Walt Disney World, I mean, yes, it's going to be about a two and a half hour or so drive to get down there, but uh, it's not that bad if you want to, you know, go ahead and do some Walt Disney World um, vacation before right. or after your trip, um, it, it totally will work out for you as yeah, well. Yeah, a little bit easier than yeah. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, so um, great options there. Now, uh, from Port Canaveral, of course, the Disney Fantasy and the Disney Wish will be sailing out of Port Canaveral still. Uh, the Fantasy will continue uh, seven-night sailings to the white sand beaches of the Eastern and Western Caribbean. Of course, Eastern Caribbean cruises will visit Tortola and St. Thomas, while Western Caribbean itineraries will feature the ports of Cozumel, Mexico, Grand Cayman, and Falmouth, Jamaica. Uh, every Disney Fantasy sailing also includes a stop at Castaway Key, along with several days at sea, giving your family a more uh, more time to enjoy the relaxing fun offered on board. Yeah, that's that's great. It's exciting. Like you said, not earth shattering news, but um, I think the other benefit of how they open up these bookings, you know, more periodically is it kind of gives you, if you're looking at it, a jump start on, you know, maybe having access to a cabin uh, location on the ship that you prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so if you 
get on as soon as you can, that, that gives you that opportunity a little bit better as well as that's usually the best time to book in terms of pricing. Right. And Michelle just tipping off my tip for the week oh, really early on, sorry. but that's okay. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> uh, the Disney Wish, as I previously mentioned, will kick off the 2024 season with more of the three and four night voyages to Nassau, Bahamas and Castaway Key. We have one of those planned for early 2023 coming yeah. up here just a few weeks away. We're very excited about that. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to see the Disney Wish for mm -hmm. the first time coming up here soon. Uh, the Disney Magic will have two limited time engagements in Galveston in early 2024. That used to be always uh, for the Disney Wonder. Right. Uh, now the Magic, now that the Dream is kind of down in the Southern Florida area, uh, the Magic is kind of taking over that uh, uh, that Gulf Coast right. area sure. um, in the middle of the season. Uh, after ringing the New Year, from the Lone Star State, the ship will embark on Caribbean adventures ranging in length from four to six nights through the end of January. Upon returning for another month-long stint between March and April, the ship will sail cruises ranging from four to seven nights to the Western Caribbean during the popular spring break period. And New Orleans will welcome the Disney Magic back for a second consecutive year in February of 2024 with four, five, and seven-night cruises to the Caribbean. So, I mean, again, uh, if you're more in the central part of the state, uh, easier maybe for you to get to the Disney uh, Magic there. We right. love the Disney Magic. Beautiful, classic ship the original right. disney ship uh, especially great as we're coming off of um you know if you're obviously planning 2023 but on to 2024 just keep celebrating it the 25 <laughs> year of disney cruise line which started with the disney magic that's right yeah good point yeah uh, meanwhile after returning from its inaugural season in australia and new zealand the disney wonder will, will arrive in hey a place we know very well, San Diego, California, in March of 2024 for three to seven night voyages to Mexico, including the Baja Peninsula. Of course, known for its vibrant culture, stunning beaches, and saltwater adventures, your family can visit some of Mexico's most prized destinations, including Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, and Ensenada, along with stops to the inviting shores of Catalina Island off the California coast. Uh, it, we wonder is our favorite ship. Right. I mean, it just we, mm -hmm. we just have so many memories, so many great cruises aboard right. the Disney Wonder. We love it so much. So happy that it's kind of found it more of its western base now. Sure. It's going to be pretty much looks like it's just going to stick on the Pacific right. uh, Ocean from here right. on out, right. at least yeah. for the uh, the time that we see forward. You know, now it, obviously coming back from Australia. Uh, now back in uh, the San Diego, going to Mexico cruises. And of course, right after this, once we get past April into May, it'll start transitioning right, to, to its Alaska, Alaska. Mm -hmm. and maybe Hawaii again, as it's right. done in yeah, the past as yeah. well. So Yeah. So no, that's great. It, it's, it's wonderful that they do have that more um, permanent presence on the mm -hmm. West Coast. So. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were in the, when we were based on the West Coast, <laughs> we were asking for it for the longest time. I'm uh, so glad. I'm so happy it's for San Diego's port too, because yes. uh, it's just such a, it's, it's a fantastic port. Again, another port really easy to get to from the San Diego airport. Right. I mean, again, you could literally, if you really wanted to, depending on your luggage situation, right. you could walk from the airport to the actual yeah, ship, yeah. if you wanted to, it's yeah, not. A sh it, I'm not going to tell you it's a short walk, yeah, no. but it's it's something that's right. like it's like a mile. It's not that far, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, hauling as much luggage as you might have for a seven day right. cruise might be a little difficult. Yeah, yeah. but it's a short Uber or short uh, ride share right. to there, Uber, Lyft, whatever. 
Uh, you could walk it, a cab ride, whatever. It is very quick to get from the airport straight to the ship there at the Port of San Diego. Right, right. And I know some people feel like, gee, I'm not as close to Disneyland when I do that. Um, and that's true. Although, you know, if you're staying in San Diego, it's not that tremendous of a drive to get to Disneyland, but it is just such a more beautiful port. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things, uh, you know, in walking distance from the port, it, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you yeah, it's go, all right down right there. to yeah. downtown and the gas lamp area and things like that. So there's a lot of, um, conveniences that way that you might not get on some of the other West coast, uh, ports. Yeah. If you're there in March or April, you know, the, the Padres play right down there. Right. Padres just made a big signing this week. <laughs> it's exciting. Very exciting. I won't yes. get on top into a Padres team. But uh, there is stuff always happening in downtown San Diego, and the weather is great all year. Right. Uh, so you're probably will you know even if you're there in March, April, whatever, it's going to be great for you. You're yes. going to love it. So um, and, and thus we are part of the uh, the <laughs> commerce of San Diego, selling yes. San Diego again to you, even though we don't live there anymore. Uh, so, you know, all sorts of lots of great cruises for uh, if you're looking to go and sail with the, the mice, uh, with Mickey, with Minnie. Uh, it's just uh, Disney Cruise. If you've never done it, really highly recommend you trying it out at some point. If you're a Disney fan, it is it is really worth it. because it's, it's a different vacation than going to the parks, but it is so wonderful. Yeah. And it's not it doesn't have to be like a laid back uh you know, like I think a lot of times people have the concept of cruises as either a booze cruise to that extreme or to the other extreme of, oh, you know, somebody who's retired and they just don't want to do very much. And that's not what a Disney cruise can offer you. It can offer you so much more for everybody in the family to have a great time. And we've done several episodes on cruises. So, you know, you may want to check those out. And I think our more recent one about a Disney cruise, we actually had the Dillos join us. So, um, you know, if you're ever thinking about it and wondering about it, check out some of those uh, prior episodes and hopefully that can help you with some decision making. For sure. For sure. I mean, the old phrase used to be about cruising is it it was a vacation for the newlywed or nearly dead. And that is just not true about cruising in general uh but especially aboard a disney cruise it is not that is not the face right not that you won't see that there (laughs) (laughs) but that is not what what the 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 primarily the guests are right it's fun it's a family wonderful vacation that gives you great food great entertainment lots of activities if you want but also lots of ways to relax and just enjoy some time away that's right for sure. So now that we've sold this to you, if you're <laughs> looking to book one of these sailings, here are the dates you'll get your first shot. Uh, and it's starting up as this show is being released, and maybe you're listening to it today, uh, Monday, December 12th is the first day for the Platinum members to get it. And also, you know, all of our listeners, we know there's just dozens and dozens of you that are Golden <laughs> Oak members or Club 33 members. Right. Uh, we know you're out there, so you know that will be the date for you. Uh, if you're a Gold Castaway Club member, it'll be on Tuesday. Tuesday, December 13th, uh, silver members, which means you've just sailed once Once. with Disney cruise line, or if you're a Disney vacation club member or an an adventures by Disney insider, uh, then your date will be Wednesday, December 14th. And then it'll open for the general public for everybody. First time cruisers, anybody, uh, on Thursday, December 15th. So, um, 
take note of those dates yep. because, uh, and I'll tell you about it in a little bit while later on my tip, why you'll want to be right. sure and book on those times. So, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, moving on to our next story. One of our favorite Disney Plus series from a galaxy far, far away receives the first of what is certain to be many accolades. This is actually from StarWarsNewsNet.com of all places. <laughs> They say nominations for the TV categories in the Critics' Choice Awards have been announced, and Star Wars has two reasons for celebration. Mm. The recently wrapped first season of Andor has been nominated as one of the best drama series of the year. That is the biggie. Best drama series is huge. And the fact that it received that nomination is amazing. Also, uh, it's received a nomination for its lead actor, Diego Luna, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, You also know him as Andor, Cassian Andor. Uh, He landed Best Actor nomination as well. So congratulations to them on that. Uh, They're very well deserved. And it wouldn't shock me if uh, one of those or both of them are won by that series. It was a fantastic series. Superb, yes. Yep. Uh, The story went on to say this is the first of probably many award bodies to mention and or among their Best of the Year picks. Now that 2022's award season is underway, the Critics' Choice Award Ceremony will take place on Sunday, January 15th, and will be aired on The CW. So lots of awards coming up. We've got the um, Screen Actors Guild. You know, there's all sorts of stuff coming up here over the next several months, of course. Uh, The Emmys won't be until all the way into September of of next year because they usually like to kick off the next television season so it could stretch all the way till then till we'll find out if Andor wins an Emmy but um, still it's in great position for the many many awards shows that are coming up yeah that's great yeah Great news, great news. Also, um, Abbott Elementary uh, received nice. a bunch of nominations from the Critics' Choice Award. I believe they need, they got six awards. Wow. And that's another one of our favorite shows. Yeah, um, that's that's fantastic news for them because that is a great show. That is. Yeah. It is and, and I know that it's just really, really popular uh, among a lot of people. So that's fabulous news that yeah. they're being nominated. Yeah, of course, you can catch that on ABC, but also like it's on Hulu as well if you're looking for it. Um, if you haven't watched it, go catch up to it. It is it is really, really entertaining and right. fun. And it does really dive into, you know, in a comical way, but kind of what the life is like for many teachers yeah. out there. And they <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. studied uh, what goes on with teachers and th- some of the troubles, some of the hurdles they have to, um, you know, Deal get with, over. Yes. Um, and uh, it, it kind of shows them in an interesting and funny way. Yeah, it, it's nice how they, they bring some of those issues to light. And it's also great that the, the, the cast and crew do a lot of things with volunteering and other uh, opportunities to improve the school system as a result of yeah. their popularity. So that's great. Great show. One of our favorites for sure. So yeah. that's it for the Disney stories one. of the week. Oh, Michelle has a story, <laughs> which means she's about to trump all my stories because yeah. Michelle always has the best Disney stories of the week. Michelle, what is your story? So um, the other story is that uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge is now following suit with a lot of other lodge, uh, excuse me, a lot of other resorts uh, who have, upped their food game and so they're making some changes in their restaurants i think what really surprised me was even their pool bar um like at the kadani pool bar is going to be adding some really great unique things and you know not to you know be negative about what you normally have available at the pool bars but they're they're usually typically like either uh, a prepackaged salad or uh you know a hot, dog. hot dog or a hamburger that you know again 
Hit and uh, miss. Yeah, maybe more prepackaged microwave kind of things. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, 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 I can't say. That's Michelle it, saying that, not me. I'm happy with every food everywhere we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I haven't tried don't spit them. spit in my burger. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but anyways, to, to bring some of that um, African-inspired uh, menu options to what you have available when you're sitting by the pool is great. No, nah, that's a great. Uh, I'm very happy. I was joking, of course. I know. Uh, that is, uh, I'm great. I'm all for better food, more uh, food selections right. when you're lounging by the pool. I mean, we're all, I, I we stand, you know, Every once in a while, we'll spend a whole day by the pool right. on our vacation, and um, you know sometimes we'll go do a mobile order from somewhere, or whatever, mm-hmm. because the, the the pool bar food has not been exactly out of this world in a lot right. of locations. Yes, so so um, having that, the simplicity of just being able to go to the bar right there, not having to go and make a mobile order and travel right. a little bit yeah. farther away, um, will be very convenient and uh, fantastic. So yeah. So, that's anyways, great. but yeah, check out some of the new menu items at. Uh, at, throughout the resorts at yeah. Animal Kingdom Lodge. Very good. Like I said, Michelle always has the best Disney <laughs> stories of the week. I don't know. Let's go ahead and get to our tips of the week. You know, we always like to wrap up our show with a tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, you know, you just heard she has the best stories. <laughs> yeah. She has the best lists. Well, of course she has the very best mm. tips. So let's go ahead and get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, my tip of the week has to do, um, you know, if you're a family traveling to Walt Disney World Resort, yay, lucky you, um, you know, or, or any of the Disney resorts, um, considering the, the the sleeping arrangements before your, your trip is going to be, you know, key. Um, you know, keep in mind that when Disney is giving their number of people who can be accommodated in a room, they're looking at maximizing the bed so even in a double bed they would say two they would be counting two people and so let's say you're you know a a family that has um maybe two kids that don't sleep well together or you know that because of their ages you don't feel that they you know want to sleep together um keep that in mind and know in advance that um disney and mainly because of like fire regulations that have changed uh, over time and become more strict, uh, do not offer roll away beds. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes you can get an air mattress. I think that's really hit or miss these days at their resorts. And it might be, you know, and it's very limited too. So let's say you got an air mattress and heaven forbid something happened to it. You might not get them able to replace it during your stay. So plan for that. If you do feel like you need an additional bedding situation like that, you may have to opt into, you know, um, coming with your own air mattress. So either, you know, if you, if you can, fit it in your suitcase and luggage and go, that's fine. If not, you can have it delivered to the resort, you know, uh, ahead of time, just having it sent to the resort and put the guest, you know, have it, make sure it's delivered for your, you know, guest in your name and your reservation number um, to make sure that it gets connected with you easily. But that's, um, you'd, you'd hate to get to there, to the resort and checking in and thinking you might be getting a rollaway bed or an air mattress and it not be available to you. So, um, just have that pre-planning and backup plan ready to go. Yeah. Uh, also do your research ahead of time. Uh, this is a great tip for Michelle, you know, of making sure you know that going in because a lot of people expect that. Like, oh, I've always heard I can get a rollaway bed. Right. That's just not the case anymore. Yeah necessarily but you know if you do your research when you're planning this out 
look at the rooms that are available to you. There's all sorts. I mean, with YouTube and all these different sites that take right. photos of these different uh, rooms, you can kind of see how the lay how the layout is, where the sleeping arrangements are in there, and you know they'll all tell you how many people each room sleeps. Right. So you know that going in, and you know if you'll need to bring something along with you to be prepared for that. Right. So. Exactly. Michelle's tip, always the best tip. <laughs> My tip, Michelle already kind of tipped you off to this earlier. Another great Michelle tip. Um, I do this every time these new Disney Cruise Line itineraries come out. I, t- I give you the same tip. Book early mm-hmm. all for all sorts of reasons. Um, it really will help you out. One, you're going to get the best price possible because they, they will go up. Right. It's rare that they go down as you get closer yes. to the cruise. Sometimes they do. The good news is that even if you book early and you find it at a lower rate, up until your final payment, you can rebook at right. that lower rate. So it's worth it to you to take advantage of that early opportunity, get the lowest probable price as early as possible. Plus, you get the best cabin selection the earlier you right. book. You're going to have more options of what you're going to look for, what kind of cabin you'll like. It'll, it, you will have a better opportunity right. rather than if you wait kind of hem and haw and kind of wait till later, then you might just kind of have to wait and see what's available right. and pick that out. Or you might have to pick a guaranteed room. Sometimes that it can benefit you, but sometimes that can put you in a position in a room that you're not really a fan of and it's part right, of the ship right. that you're not really a fan of. So take advantage of it earlier. Remember, you can change or cancel your cruise. If you, even if you decide later, like this cruise wasn't right for us, um, you can cancel your cruise up to 60 days in advance without a penalty. Um, you'll just need to put your deposit down to hold it. You'll get your deposit back as long as you cancel it before 60 right. days out. So don't worry about that. And I will always suggest this to you. Con- one, first contact a travel agent, but especially contact Nate from Main Street and more travel and tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. You do a great job for you with Disney Cruise, but um, yes. travel agents, especially Disney authorized travel agents mm-hmm. um, are, will help you so much. Right. Yeah. And they can, you know, and, and like we always say with Nate, he's, he's done these trips. He's done things with Disney so he can speak firsthand knowledge of, you know, what experiences are. So also able to answer your questions as you're preparing to book. Right. Yeah, and I, I misspoke there. He's a Disney authorized vacation planner. I just want to get the <laughs> get the verbiage correct so Disney doesn't come down on poor Nate. There, he's he's a Disney authorized vacation planner. That's what he officially is. So, yes. um, definitely use them. They they no extra cost to you when you use right. a, a Disney authorized vacation planner to help uh, secure any vacation you're going on. Right. But definitely a Disney cruise. That's a that's a really good one to do. Right, right, to exactly. use one for so. That's it for this week. Next week, well, we're heading back to the Walt Disney World Resort. That's part of the reason why we're recording uh, on Friday is that we're actually leaving on Sunday afternoon after I get off work uh, to take in some holiday fun. This time, we'll be visiting Epcot for a little taste of the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get to try some of the resorts uh, on that side of the park, of the the Disney World. Yeah, we're staying at the Riviera. Go check out some of the Epcot resorts and, of course, uh, all the food and fun that's there at Epcot. By the way, picture came out today uh, from uh, that showed Tafiti mm-hmm. uh, from Moana in front of Spaceship Earth from uh, the uh, Journey of Moana, the Journey of Water, Water. that's mm-hmm. coming out uh, that they're building right now, and it looked phenomenal. Yeah. It looked yeah, stunning. So like I wasn't sure. Like I thought it was something that was actually kind of photoshopped in, right? And then when I realized that no, that is actually what it's going to look like, I was I was 
stunned. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it really is. I mean, um, I had seen, and I think I had put a link in one of our newsletters one time of when they were, um, you know, like carving and making some of these um, figures that there are going to be throughout that area. And it, it was just impressive, the detail that they put into it. But like you said, now that they've actually, you know, have that already decorated or right. <laughs> whatever you call, com you know, more yeah. complete. It's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, still a ways away, a few months away at least mm -hmm. uh, from that opening up. But, the, you know, seeing things uh, getting completed and how beautiful they are. Right. Um, it just makes me more happy. And I just cannot wait for that to open up at Epcot for sure. Right. Exactly. For sure. So uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We're on YouTube. You can find us uh, there by just doing a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. And we would definitely appreciate it if you tell a friend or family member about our podcast. Yeah. Please tell a friend about it, that, that you like the show, that you think they'll like it. And if you have a little more time, a rating or a review that would be so appreciated. Very much so. Very yes. much so. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.